Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, what yes. a joy to be here. Let's let's get right into it. We're talking about GTOs. Uh, Jordan Jesse Go, of course. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. Every week on Jordan Jesse Go, we talk about America's muscle cars. <sighs> uh, not just the not just Pontiac's classic goat, uh, but also the Ford Mustang and other I don't want muscle to. cars. I'm over it. I'm, frankly, I'm over American industry. Really? Yeah. Wow. American gumption and know-how overrated. Really? Get out of town. Where are you headed, Japan? Who knows? What are you going to do? Get together with the Japanese uh, to buy the Empire State Building? Maybe I will. In 1994? Maybe I will. Listen, I'm just so sick of America and their loud vroom vrooms. Uh huh. Well, how about this? Charging down the street. My kids live here. How about, My kids live here. How about this for an alternative, Jordan? Yes. Instead of talking about, for once on Jordan Jesse Go, instead yeah. of talking about muscle cars, let's just have a guest on. We'll just talk for 70 minutes or so, uh, see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end, uh, we'll put it out on the internet for a small but devoted follower. <sighs> I mean, anything to get me out of this this back and forth about those vroom vrooms I hate so much. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Well, look, Jordan. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is make you talk about vroom vrooms, given how Thank much you. you hate vroom vrooms. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Should I introduce our guest? I would love to hear that. Uh, you know her as a gifted singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. Not to mention a raconteur. She has a brand new album called Lullaby Girl, which is available uh, uh, in MP3 form. Uh, you get that on compact disc. You can get that on uh, Amazon Streaming. I got to punch that right up on my Amazon Music app. All the modern formats. You might also know her from uh, me having a crush on her in eighth grade, uh, Lisa Loeb. Hello. Hi, Lisa. Hello. Thank you for coming on the program. Thank you for having me on the program. Um, I, uh, I complimented your cat dress when oh, I yes. walked in. It's, uh, it's got cat heads. Yes. Some have not real ones. It's it's a print fabric print. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> These aren't actual. <laughs> you didn't actually chop off cat Thank heads. No, no, God, because that. I was thinking this does that seems out cat of character pieces. for Lisa yeah. Loeb. They're black cats to murder. Literally, what are we looking oh, at? Fifty, sixty cats. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's for I guess I guess we'll be releasing this you know down the line. But this is a Friday the thirteenth appropriate yes. get up. It, it is. It's Friday the 13th, and I love Friday the 13th, and I love cats. And I was at the pumpkin patch today, mm-hmm. so I feel very Halloween. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like in the Halloween spirit. Was it the kind and of pumpkin? Sukkot. Pum- <laughs> was it the kind of uh, pumpkin patch where you just pick out a pumpkin, or was it the kind where you take it off a pumpkin vine? You, 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 you pull it from a tree. No, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, I was just, I this was talking about that. This is some new shit. Yeah. yeah. These are, these are genetically uh, yeah. engineered pumpkin trees. I, yeah. I always God. think about that because the thing is it's the, it's, it's Underwood Farms, which is a huge farm. Oh, yeah. Sure. This is like a this farm like, that you can go visit and you can, yeah. you can do your own uh, seasonal migrant labor. Exactly. Uh, you pick your own veggies. Yeah. And fruits. And then you, you eat them. Things you would never eat like radishes. Well, I would, but. There's also would. like a weird puppet show. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's an animatronic chicken singing chicken show. It's what oh I look gosh. forward to. We go there twice a year, one for the strawberries and one for the pumpkins mm-hmm. with the school. And it's one of my kids and my favorite 
things to it's not a ride but you do you don't even pay tickets for it but you get to sit on hay bales <laughs> and watch these chickens um sing songs and it's so awesome i heard them sing a new song i never heard before in spanish with an italian accent which was weird yeah wow um, very and multicultural my son and i always get uh colorful that popcorn what is that called where uh kettle corn kettle corn but the colorful one that's probably full of food dye oh but it's like delicious the, like, is it orange or blue it's all the colors okay got it oh, rainbow it's magical yeah. yeah and then we watched the chickens and i was thinking god this would make such a great video i would love to be able to fi- feed my music into the animatronic faces singing the songs and then i thought i bet beck or somebody's already done this yeah but it a- would just be oh god that would be a dream come true i i think I mean, I'm not a musician, Mm -hmm. but I think that I would go mad with power in any situation where I could make any animatronic character of any kind sing any song that I chose. Oh, that would be so good. I'm just worried that... Beck is listening and he's going to steal that shit. Because that is a it. fucking classic Or just like Beck go move. on the line, go go on the road. Like we were talking about our kids and I try not to be on the road a lot. As mm-hmm. a mom, I feel like I'm on the road all the time. As a musician, I feel like I'm hardly on the road. But to have animatronic band singing my songs yeah. while I was at home making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches So you're thinking of this and pot- my kids. potentially as like a Gallagher 2 situation oh. where you give <laughs> the chickens your act – and send them out on the road, and you yes. just get a, you get a cut. That would be amazing. Now, if this is just a dream scenario, yeah. and I mean, I think we probably have some animatronics enthusiasts in the audience. So, if anybody oh, wants to team up for this, ideally, would they be chickens? Or if this is a you know just blue sky, anything goes scenario, do you have other animals or? You know, mythical beasts, maybe you would want well, singing. I'm not a really big mythical beast person. They kind of freak me out. Sure. Um, even, they, even griffins? I mean, they Griffins have... scare me so badly. Even with the feathers. Anything feathers and beaks, talons. Yeah, got it. Um, you know, fangs, talons. More than one head. Yeah, gargoyles, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Gorgon, right. is that even an animal or is that like a cleansing detergent? Gorgon. Gorgon. Uh, I believe Gorgon is a mythical the... creature. I think yeah. it's a Medusa. I think okay. a Medusa is a specific Gorgon. Okay, so yeah. all those things, no. Scary. They're Jordan was yeah. an English major, yeah. so oh, so you know all those big words. And you know what? Stay. You know here. Here's what I say to <laughs> mythical creatures: stay in the realm of the imagination. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> stay in the world of myth. Yeah, it, America, love it or leave it. <laughs> mythical creatures. Sure. Yeah, I was more of like a complet major. It was more about right. Madeleines. Mm, sure. Got it. The cookie. Anyway. Yeah, the cookie, mm-hmm. you know, Proust. <laughs> yeah. Or a macaron. Sure. Oh, yeah, macaron. Uh, but I just I just majored in eating macaron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a macaroon person. I, I would like to eat like macarons, but I don't actually like them. They don't travel well either. What's you the, know, what's the difference? Um, well, macaroons, well, I'm from Texas too, so <laughs> macaroons are the ones you have, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're gluten-free. There's no flour. They're made out of... Uh, shredded coconut often they're kind of swirled and they're toasted if they're good they're toasted Mm -hmm. and really crisp on the outside chewy on the inside sometimes dipped in chocolate yeah when they're not good they're just completely chewy and they're in a can okay macaron are like those kind of soft looking sandwich cookies made out of egg whites Mm. with some kind of filling and they often are in fabulous flavors like uh pistachio or rose water do you like a coconut george Huh? How do you feel about a coconut? Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that I didn't like as a kid, but uh, I think as my palate has grown more sophisticated, uh, I'll eat a Mounds bar. You know me what? too. They used yeah. to freak me out. Me, yeah, oh, sure. Make me a little nauseous. I used to give them back if I got them as Halloween handouts. Throw them in their yard. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but now I'll eat a Mounds. Um, 
Yeah, I'll eat another kind of thing with coconut on it. Sure. I, How about you? I love a coconut so much now. I hated there's you could not have found anything I hated mm. more than a coconut. Now you throw me in a grocery store. I'm headed straight for the Young Thai coconuts. There, yeah. When I was a kid, I liked actual coconuts when you got a hammer and a nail and you went tick 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 and you could you could crack a coconut open and there was nice, actual yeah. coconut. Yeah. But yeah, anything with shredded coconut, I would try to like pick the pieces off. I wonder if there's a way to combine my two childhood hatreds that I now like. Is there something that contains both coconut and blue cheese? I know. I just I just made myself a nice blue cheese grilled cheese sandwich for lunch. I said to myself, "Aren't you happy that you're a grown up?" Sure. Yeah. Just 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 put a little coconut in there. Just a little little crunch coconut. Maybe that those coconut the ones they sell now in the bags. I was on I think at midnight or something, Mm -hmm. and they had all the little snacks from all the stores that you don't buy. Because they're like a thousand dollars for these little bags of delicious, you know, toasted coconut and I have to say, cherries Jordan, covered in something. Probably the worst part about you about your television show having sure. ended yes. is that I no longer have access to the amazing variety yeah. of backstage snacks. See, those snacks are unbelievable. They did a nice job. They yeah. did a nice yeah. job. Yeah. So I had the little toasted coconut, and it's so good. It's yeah. like shredded and sweet, and that would be good on that grilled cheese sandwich. I've, I'll get one of these young Thai coconuts. You know, they mm-hmm. they got them on ice in mm-hmm. the. Uh, produce section. Take that home, and, and I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what about it. The secret I, to young Thai coconut: condensed milk. I know. Oh, I, yeah. Here's what I thought. Here's what I thought in my head. This is my thought process. Mm-hmm. The last like two years ago, I finally got it together to learn how to eat a mango. I had always thought a mango is too much work. You know, I don't want to. It's gonna make. I'm gonna make a big mess. I'm gonna have mango all over yeah. myself, and it's gonna be kind of stringy. Mm-hmm. That's when I found out about the other kind of mango. Wait, okay. what other kind? And how do you? What, what's your mango theory? I fuck with an Atahualpa mango, which is like the little yellow ones. Oh, the little ones. Those are, ones are they're always kind of those soft. Ones are, I mean, I like the other kind too, but the little yellow ones, fucking five times better. And they're almost I, like the shape of a peanut. Flat. Yeah, exactly. My my wife taught me some chopping techniques for mango, and I, all of a sudden, all I want to eat is mangoes. You, you know, pop here, them. I let my son mm. pop them. Oh, you yeah. cut flat on yeah. either side of the seed as close as you can, yeah. score it, pop it inside out like a porcupine yeah. or a hedgehog. That's exactly what I do. And, and here in Los Angeles, a man will sell you a flat of them while you're parked, at, while you're waiting for a light to change. Mm-hmm. It's the most exciting thing in the world. So I thought to myself, maybe I like coconuts too. So my first thing was I went to the fruit chopping mm-hmm. man. Okay, which oh, yeah, is, the guy, sure. oh my gosh. Choppy. We've discussed by far the best thing about Los Angeles, but I was disappointed. I said, what is this woody? This doesn't taste I kind of like that woody, like really? weird you're eating inside of bark. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's so I, white. I, I like, I, in general, I, I like a little rind in my fruit. I like a little, you know, Something a little toothsome. roughage, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, I was like, maybe I don't like coconuts. Maybe I only like candied coconuts. Maybe it's only, you know, whatever. Then, just one day, I'm looking at these young Thai coconuts in the grocery store. I said, well, that's fun. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, what do you do with that? So I took it home. I right. went on YouTube. Okay. I don't have any I – don't, I don't have – no one in my social circle is uh, young and Thai. Oh, I thought you were saying they didn't have YouTube. I was no. Like, oh, that's pretty <laughs> – I didn't have anyone to check ancient. in with that I felt confident right. would be able to tell me how to open it. Yeah. And I, I had just to everyone look... in your so- social circle, just you need to email them a QuickTime file if you want to show them a video. It's, exactly. <laughs> and what is this? YouTube. It, it was uh, – I, I looked up how to how you open it up. It's pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Is it like timpan- timpanning? It, it, like trepanation? Tri- like trepanation, putting, yeah, putting a hole in a skull? Yeah, exactly. To let the evil spirits out? Tri- tri- <laughs> right. Trepanation. 
Yeah, that is. Yeah, basically, young Thai coconuts too often have too much black bile. Yeah, and that <laughs> it causes them you need to, to, to be the if stress. their are imbalanced. Yeah. yeah. It causes um, hysteria. Basically, you have to kind of first you kind of. Carve, I'm a doctor and a barber. Sorry, you kind of <laughs> carve down to the uh, as deep as you can go because it's green on the outside. No, are these the green ones? Par- so sometimes they leave. It depends on how they do it. Usually they'll uh, they'll trim the whole outside and flatten the bottom with a pointy headed top. Right, right. Like a Mayan, like a Mayan member of Mayan royalty whose head has been made pointy through oh. uh, the use of clamps. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. I know. When they do amazing. that to babies, and then they're yeah, and then the head yeah, is pointy. I so, like so you chop you chop kind of the pointy part off, so you get it flat, and then you basically just have to bang a knife in there, pow, 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 and you kind of you kind of cut a couple things, and then you just sort of pry it open, and then you get, and then you ooh, and you learned yeah. this all from a YouTube person. I've watched several YouTubes wow. because I did not want to trust. The first thing that comes up. If you watch sure. a YouTube and it says basically what you do is stick a knife on there and whack it. Right. That did not seem – I needed corroboration on that. I feel like I've done that with potato pancakes and other things. That's how you open a potato pancake? No, I look on, I look on YouTube. <laughs> I'm like, I think I know how to do this, but I'm just going to check. Yeah. God, All I've been able to find check like seven guy. times. All I've been able to find is a guy playing Minecraft for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you didn't know how to play Minecraft for a long sure. time, there you go. Now you're all set. PewDiePie told you how to do that. He did, yeah. And uh, also some Nazi stuff. <laughs> sure, uh, yeah. Well, I take whatever PewDiePie says with a grain of salt. Sure. Um, Lisa, I want to get back to the topic of your potential animatronic traveling oh, band because oh yeah, I think I was we, about that. I think we, we've already decided you don't want anything to do with mythical creatures. Too scary. Yeah, too and many I, heads. Scary. Too Let many... me give you some context for this, uh, Lisa. We're also entertainment managers. Sure, and uh, we work primarily with robots and semi-robots. Oh. So um, semi-robots. Yeah. So these are not uh, not fully autonomous. Uh, they they involve some controlling. Mm-hmm. That's probably easy. Anyway. Exoskeletons, that yeah, kind of thing. rubber elements, mm-hmm. and so forth. The, the, but are there people inside of them? Sometimes no. if they yeah. can, there can be. Yeah. It depends on how thin the person is. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, so like Doug Jones, the actor best known for uh, being in the Hellboy movies sure. as the fish oh, face man. That movie scares me so badly. Um, well, then, well, then Jones is out. Yeah, He's okay. a very Jones. nice man. He cannot be in my band. Yeah. Not I met the Jones. guy who played um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, oh, uh, Robert England, Freddie yes, Krueger. Yes, he was super nice. He said he was a big fan. I don't. I I thought while well, he was just saying that, but I think he actually was. Like he might have even mentioned some songs. I really love and that Robert England nice. is the Lisa Loeb fan. I know that he is, was. I, he scared the hell the out of most, me when I was a kid. I yeah. saw all those movies. They were like spinning through the bed, blood going sure. everywhere. Oh. Was this like at an Oscars reception? <laughs> I wish. No, it was at a food one of those food shows where it's like a competitive show, and then they have celebrities in the kitchen right. eating the food. Yeah, right. and you and you're on my the whole time and that you think you're being shot you know seen the entire time and then you see the final edit and they just kind of pan across robert john ford coley what, what's his name again robert england yeah um england dan and john ford coley <laughs> do you know that band no it's uh, from the 70s no. uh, uh, anyway uh it was before you were born it sounds yeah. like it sounds but anyway like so they just I, pan yeah. by people and you're eating your you know your crab cakes or whatever they, they had a couple of bits and pieces mm-hmm. of our conversation at our table because we were at a very special table right but anyway it's one of those food shows it was very fun i bet if you're if you're robert england and you get booked on you know a food show do you think they just assume you'll show up with the knife glove and do you think they were disappointed <laughs> that you didn't i know like i, I always, always thought wear we'd glasses, do a thing where you put like, little 
Yeah. I, right. I know. I mean, they, you're wearing a cat yeah. dress right now. Yeah. So that's yeah. very on brand. Yeah. I, I just, it's my closet. But yeah, that's <laughs> what I think when I go shopping. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yes, brand. Um, so no, okay. So no mythical beasts. Is so there no, some, yeah. yeah. Is it, or do we just go with the chickens I, that are already there? Does it have you to know, be barnyard? Could we expand barnyard? I think, I think it would be good to expand barnyard. I think there should be. Probably, well, there could be somebody in the middle that's an animal, like a cat, mm-hmm. but kind of a like like the kind of level of a realistic cat that you would see in Mister Rogers' neighborhood in the in the puppet area, right? You know where it's it's still it's not a stuffed animal, it's not like an it's not like a Japanese style uh, Hello Kitty type of right squarish round head thing. It's something that it kind of. Is trying to look like a cat, like a, a sort of stife situation. Oh, exactly, a stife cat and a stife. I guess I don't know what a stife is. They have a little. They're they're like the softest. Have you ever been to a synagogue or a church where they have chairs covered in like the softest? It's like finely mowed grass <laughs> of. I think it's called wool. I think it might be wool. No, what is it made out of? It's an old timey thing they used to cover. I don't know. Chairs like a velvet? and mohair. No, I don't know what it's called. It's not Church. a velvet. But it's the softest stuffed animal. But it's okay. not um, cottony. It's more not polyester. It's a little woolly. It's a pre. This is a premium. Uh, this is a premium collectible stuffed animal product for for, but a, not with, for a very special little yeah, boy or girl. Exactly, Austria but not or modern. Germany. I can't remember. And it has which. a little clip or something in its ear, so you know that's what it is. Okay, but it's not. It's not the new stuffed animals. I don't know how familiar you, familiar you are with new stuffed animals. I know you not are. Very, just, I have a yeah. very um, intense Beanie Baby collection, but I stopped there. Right. Well, see, the new stuffed animals—they're so soft you can't even feel them. Oh boy! Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those blankets you can buy at, at Costco. Where yeah. They're so soft you, when you go mm-hmm. to touch them. It's like air. It's like stuffed. An- it's like yeah. whipped you're, cream. You're you can't feel you're it. You're concerned you're going to put your hand through it. It's, it's more of so a mist. Soft. Less mm-hmm. of a stuffed animal, more yeah. of a mist. Okay. There's a lot of stuffed animals out there like that. Yeah, today. and I think there's something a little bit more substantial about a high-quality stife. I'm not here to brag, but I recently met the toy guy from the Antiques Roadshow. Oh, you did? He handles a lot of stipes. Okay. They're yeah. really nice. You would think you would find them like at the Sound of Music in that house. Okay. You know, where people wear leather shoes and, and pants that are actually not from the Gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so that would be that would be nice. What it about an exotic be... barnyard animal? I, I this is I'm I'm immediately thinking because I, I again like we're managers. I I'm always thinking how can we add some razzle dazzle. And as much as I love this cat idea, it's great. It's on brand. I get it. Your dress, uh, the famous eyeglasses, the whole nine yeah, yards. They're so cute. Yeah. If we're gonna add some razzle dazzle, what about an emu? I just saw an emu today. Sure. I have a picture of myself with Was an at emu. at the pumpkin farm? Uh, yeah. There was an emu. My son and I talked about it for a while. <laughs> I, have a, I tried to take a selfie with it because I was- It's I was, always tough to have the talk with kids about yeah. the <laughs> difference between ostriches and exactly. emus. I was right. trying to explain it to him and he said, where are the carrots? Look, there I am with an emu. A picture of me with an emu. Whoa. There she is. Uh, it's real. The, it's real. For the listener at home- Look at this uh, face. It's a beak. It's the, It looks like a puppet itself. Well, the yeah. emu, the, the one thing about the emu, it's a picture of me with an emu behind a cage because the emu would probably want to eat my face mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I was eating that, that colorful popcorn. Yeah. But emus, the, and it, it looks like a marionette. Too. An emu <laughs> looks like an, a marionette. Yeah. It looks like a, yeah, exactly. It looks like a marionette. Yeah. Well, a huge one. It's taller than I am. It I, may be. You, uh, you can't trust that farm. Emus could be cute. That could be cute. I, I think, think if I'm we learned muppety. anything from those chickens, you can't trust that farm past the end of your nose. <laughs> I think I heard at a very young age how dangerous ostriches and emus are. Mm-hmm. So I, when I see them, I have a hard time feeling whimsical about them. I just see a murder machine. I see a dead-eyed, you know, b- black 
black-eyed murder machine who just wants to kick me to death. Our I, I think I agree. That, steal my a, belt There buckle. was a cage that I thought could protect me. That's our, true. Our friend Tyler McNiven, mm-hmm. uh, who's been on this show a couple of times, uh, restaurateur and amazing race winner, mm-hmm. Tyler McNiven, oh. uh, his parents built the house that he grew up in in Woodside, California, which is like venture capital country now. But at the time, it was like back to the land country. And so they live in this giant barn that they built in 1969 or mm-hmm. something. And I have a very vivid memory of going over to that house. Hey, they were Tyler. I'm there. Tyler's parents, Tyler's brothers. And the kitchen window is behind them. And just these ostriches are walking past the kitchen window. And I'm oh, like, wow. Tyler, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt this conversation, but are there ostriches walking past your window? <laughs> or are my like, shrooms just kicked in? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, yes. Well, you know, this is venture capital country. Uh, the people that live here are very rich. And our neighbor has a menagerie. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> His neighbor just had an uncaged menagerie. So like later, later a zebra wandered by. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I boy. saw a zebra the other day in Arkansas. <laughs> and no, you know but what? even weirder. Monsters out of the United Wait. States and zebras out of Arkansas. Zebra they just so don't belong. No, I, we were driving from Oklahoma to Arkansas where I was playing in Alma, Arkansas. And, and as we were driving, we drove by and I saw a horse and another horse. And then I saw a zebra. I was like, wait, what? I, I literally did a double take. And then I looked again and there were some half zebra, half horses. Oh, boy. Mm, I don't remember horses. where the stripes. I feel like the stripes were like, I probably have a picture of that as well. I feel like from like waist forward was zebra, waist back was horse. Do you I, typically interact with this many animals in a given week? No, I don't I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. But it's, it's, it is exciting when, when every day is so much filled with wonder. Do you mm-hmm. have pockets nice. full of apples? Is that what's going on? <laughs> it could be. Probably, actually. Yeah. I'm a mom. I probably have cheese sticks in the bottom of my Oh, purse. yeah, sure. Yeah. There's one Z-bars. thing zebras love is a baggie of Cheerios. Yeah, I, but seriously, when you see animals like that and just driving by, it's crazy. Yeah. It's I like, had a... Um, Speaking of Friday the 13th, I had a Friday the 13th experience today. What happened? Um, I was driving, just, you know, driving around, and I saw a young couple walking down the street with matching Jason t-shirts. Oh. They had matching bloody hockey mask t-shirts. And they were the kind of couple that would do that. They had a lot of, like, face and, and ear jewelry. Like mm-hmm. intense face and ear jewelry, gauges. Right. Uh, and then they were, they were holding hands, matching Jason shirts, mm. you know, uh, uh, 90s hacker style facial jewelry. And then they both simultaneously took a drag off their vapes. <laughs> and I thought to myself, oh, I want that. I want, <laughs> where's, where's, my... where's my dirt bag? Where's my dirt bag significant other who I can wear matching horror T-shirts with? Anyway. And buy burritos, microwavable burritos. Oh, you know they were going to get a microwave they burrito. They totally were. You know they were. Yeah. That would be nice. One of these days, huh? Yeah. One of these there's days. Someone, there's someone for everyone out there. Yeah. You know? that's I, tr- I truly believe that in my heart of hearts. And, it, you know, every time I yeah. see a couple doing a couple thing like that, I always assume that one of them is more into it than the other, and the other <laughs> one is just so kind of like going with it. But <laughs> in this case, I'm like, I think they both love Jason equally. Well, there is – I think that there is a challenge for a lot of folks with highly developed personal aesthetics mm-hmm. that they're going to have to decide – uh, whether they are going to marry in or outside of their aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Their so, brand, as it were. Right, yes. Yeah. So when I'm at the flea market on Sunday mornings, which is where I spend most of my Sunday mornings, 
I will see uh, people uh, in the clothing of the 1940s. Mm-hmm. These are people who have been doing this since 1990. I, I was going to look. I was going to say 1995, yeah. but I'm going to say these people have been doing it since 1991. They think the people who started doing it in 1995 are bullshit. Yeah, exactly. So these are 54 year olds. I people. remember watching. Yeah, I remember watching the Super Bowl one year with a guy who was that who was a guy who had been doing it since 1991 and this super bowl was the year that like the gap ad came out that that introduced swing dancing to everyone so it was a combination of swingers and that gap ad that had jump jive and whale in it yes and i remember the look on this guy's and then so in the super bowl during the halftime show there was some sort of swing dance number in it uh, because, you know, maybe this was 1999 or something like that. And I just remember him look, crossing his arms and looking at the swing dancers who were out there doing this thing that he had been committed to for years. Right. He might have even been in a swing band. He might have even been like the baritone sax guy. And I just remember him looking at this, at these Johnny-come-latelys running out <sighs> on the field, and he just goes, oh, good, here come the jitterbugs. <laughs> <laughs> It feels it so ripped such off, derision. Though. Yeah, that's I my that fucking way, thing. On the way over here, I saw uh, a, a poster. For, it was like one of those things that they hang on the light. The lights, you, you know, what do they call like light light posts yeah. when you're driving? Yeah, they're advertisements for things going on in Los Angeles, and it had something for the Gene the the Autry Museum. Yeah, and I love the Autry Museum, mm-hmm. and it's old timey and kind of cowboy. I'm I, from I'm Texas. Gonna, I love that. I'm going to interject here and say. I went to the Autry Museum and I thought it stunk. Really? Oh, it is I just the always Gene like... Autry Museum of the American West, mm-hmm. uh, and it is. It's not old timey. It is sort of. It's. To I've my used mind, the restrooms there. It's, mm-hmm. I've been adjacent. I've done festivals. Weirdly of stuck between trying to be relevant and just being a pile of Gene Autry's shit. Is it not good? Good Gene Autry stuff. This, so I would like it much more if it was just a bunch of sequined Western shirts. That mm. I'm 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 there for that. In my mind, it's Adobe. It's it's uh, kind of like sort of southwestern, but more of a California flair. There's a lot of pottery that's like kind of shiny, but the shine has started to. It, it's sort of shiny because it's so old, but it's starting to wear off because it's even more old. And there's like a little place where you'd make guacamole, but that's probably not what it looks like at all. The, yeah, right. <laughs> but wouldn't that be yeah. cool? There's a lot of it's, mortars it's and pestles that you can use. Yeah, it's yeah. just all guacamole making stations. Oh, darn it. Yeah. As it well, I'll out. have to actually go. But it's what a, made me the, mad. It's to, so you can take your kid and you can help them live their dream of working at El Torito. Yeah. <gasps> I went to El Torito for my birthday once. Oh, I We're having Mexican a lot food. of fun coincidences on this show, I know. by the way. I just I'm, – I, any kind of Mexican food. Like I said, microwavable burritos. That I, that doesn't even count as Mexican food. But it's so good. But so I was driving down there. Do you have a microwave burrito brand or just no, anything? Just, anything oh, you can that throw one in there. behind you, ma'am, <laughs> at the cash register. Sure. Is there one with no meat? That's perfect. Whatever. Do you have any salsa? Easy for the cashier yeah. to grab. And then it's so hot you can't even eat it because it's going to burn your mouth. But you yeah. eat it anyway because you're starving and yeah. you're walking and you know that inside's going to be kind of cold. So. Oh, no. It's burning. The oh, inside's okay. the hottest part. That'd be a good lyric for a song. (laughs) (laughs) The inside's the hottest part. Write that down, please. Yeah, yeah. Inside is. We'll take five points on the publishing. (laughs) Perfect. Um, That would sound great coming out of an animatronic chicken, by the way. Well, you know what? I was thinking about the animatronic animals. If you start bringing in things like tigers, it'll be too heavy metal. Mm. I love tigers, but certain animals. That's a good point. Unless they're like Mrs. Howell from the Gilligan's Island, like, unless they're not. 
you know. Well, what about Daniel Striped Tiger? Well, that's that's true. That's more of the stife stuffed animal yeah. tiger. Yeah, I, I. That's look, a cute tiger. That's Daniel like a Striped cub. Tiger. I'd love to. I'd love to hang out with him right now. That'd be a cub. That'd be a cute drummer, bass player. Yeah. yeah. I had That's a uh, speaking of metal. I had an interesting live music experience recently. What was that? Um, I, uh, in general, have a have a uh, 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 something I stick to, which is if someone wants to go to a live music thing and you're not doing anything, fucking go with them. Yeah. It'll probably be pretty good. So I had a buddy who had an extra ticket to Megadeth and Scorpions. Oh, oh wow. yeah, and this is not. Rock you like a hurricane. Yes, yes, yes. Little, 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 uh, I used to cover that song. Really? Yeah. I bet. I'm sure Robert England enjoys that. Oh, you think is he super? In- oh, it, did you see him there? It, no, I oh. didn't. But I would. I would imagine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't. One can presume. And I don't love. I'm not a metal guy. But this shit fucking ruled. It was so good. And I I've learned later that maybe Dave Mustaine of. Oh, Megadeth yeah. is a conservative is a asshole. Person, yeah. He is, he is, but he's they're, they're really they. It's weird when you see bands like that. Yeah. play and uh, like I saw Paul Stanley play last year, and and Foo Fighters were playing and, like without Kiss, like Paul Stanley. Yeah, just he was a, with Foo okay. Fighters. Oh, cool. And um, so they were playing, and and Foo Fighters are super intense. Yeah, and then Paul Stanley got up. He was super intense. Like he was. You you think Foo Fighters are arena rock? Yeah. You, this is probably like scorpions. You, they get up, and all of a sudden, he's like beyond. Yeah, like you see, you're like, oh, that's why he's so famous. Yeah, I mean, I think I think with scorpions, every song, you know, like when you see a live show, and the like final moments of the encore are so fucking. You know, it's the our last song. It's our fucking hit. We're playing it. We're giving it all to you. Thank you, L.A., greatest city in the world. That kind of like. You know, that kind of crescendo of the final song. That is the entire hour and a half of the Scorpions playing <laughs> oh is gosh. that moment, except for the power ballad stuff, which fucking sucks. But then they start that again. And the moment after the power ballad is so amazing because you're like, hey, remember when we were just sitting on stools and playing acoustic guitars and you were fucking bored out of your mind? Here it, it's we're back. It was it was really that's crazy. It was yeah. really amazing. It makes you realize when you're you know fourteen or fifteen. That's why you want to be you know yeah fully dressed in that attire. Yeah, I went to see Extreme in Japan once. Um, this is I, so funny. <laughs> a friend mentioned Extreme to me today. No Whoa. way! That's so crazy. Anyway, um, I was there in Japan playing, and they were there at the same time. And we might have the same record company, or we ran into each other at Starbucks yeah. in Japan across from the hotel. But um, we went to go see their show. We saw Nuno Betancourt and who's the lead singer? The other guy? I don't Ooh, remember his yeah. name. But anyway, we oh, saw nice. them and they're very, very nice. They were at um, they were just at Starbucks having whatever sure. coffee. Probably. Was this a special rock star Starbucks in, that they have in Japan? Or <laughs> was, we just ran into that. Yeah. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, we just ran into. Initially, a initially you were rebuffed, but then you put your glasses <laughs> back. They're, oh yes, ma'am. Oh, oh yes, okay, yes, yeah, yeah. Please, come in. And they're like, and they said, oh, do you want to come to our show? And so we went to their show later that night. Oh, and it was the most amazing night of my life because we were walking up the street, up a hill, and we passed the sign of a cat upside down. Kind of, it looked kind of like one of those, hang in there, it's almost Friday sure. kind of cats. It was sort of a relaxed cat with the paws up, sort of upside down, Japanese writing. And I was with my friend Miwa and my husband, but Miwa is also a translator. And I said, what is that, what, what, what is that cute poster? She said, oh, that's a cat cafe. I was like, what's, what's, what do you mean a cat cafe? And she told me, about cat cafes, which yeah. now we have here, but it was the yeah. first time I'd ever heard of a cat cafe where you could go in yeah, and pay money to pet cats and eat 
treats and like go on a date or go with your friend. And I, I couldn't believe it. It's it freaked so me out. I oh know. my gosh. I almost passed out. I was like, we got to bring this back. Have you been to any States. local cat cafes? No, I've been to CatCon. Oh yeah. I've also cat been to CatCon. Yeah, I had a lot of fun at CatCon. Yeah. So then we went to go see Extreme and yes. we walk up the hill. It was that exact thing. And I wasn't super familiar with their music other than their ballad. Sure. But it was that thing where it was amazing. There was yeah. a lot of like leather or fake leather and like fast guitar playing and lights and it was all bu- 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 double kick drums, yeah, I think. Yeah. And then they played their ballad, which was amazing. And uh-huh. then th- that one was really good though. Yeah. Um, yeah. More than words. I've had a couple of metal legends on Bullseye mm-hmm. over the years. And uh, I will say, I, I, we had talked to Lemmy once. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, how Lemmy. could you understand exactly what he was saying? Uh, it was, it, he was literally, <laughs> we booked it at the earliest that we that he would, that anyone was allowed to book things for him. Which was 1 p.m. <laughs> he had just gotten out of bed and he was drinking hard liquor. Wow. Uh, and he was an absolute delight. Mm-hmm. And the other metal legend uh, that I've interviewed on the show is Rob Halford, mm-hmm. uh, oh. who also is just the loveliest, most charming guy. Like the kind of guy that you would absolutely want to sit next to at a dinner party, whether or not you knew that he was metal legend Rob mm-hmm. Halford of Judas Priest. Um, just a joy. The, the man was just a delight. And Lemmy was the same way. I mean, Lemmy is sitting there. He just woke up. He's drinking and, sm- and he's drinking hard liquor out of the bottle and smoking a cigarette. We're sitting in a in a nightclub at one o'clock in the afternoon, and I am like, man, I wish this guy was my uncle. And I don't even like. I don't care about metal <laughs> music. I mean, I wish it the best, but. Yeah, it was. It's great. Can I tell like a third hand Lemmy story that I've yeah, heard from please. from someone who heard it from somebody? I it's, it might be friend. yeah, <laughs> it might be wrong, but I like it. So I guess there was a time at the Rainbow Room on the Sunset Strip where Lemmy would sit at a video poker machine or something, and Danzig would sit at the bar and they wouldn't talk to each other. Uh huh. And then uh, that was happening, so they were doing that. It was a document. I was interviewing Lemmy because there was yeah. a documentary about Lemmy, and apparently that time for Lemmy, I can't speak to Danzig, yeah. but that time for Lemmy was. Uh, the 70s until he died. Sure, yeah. Until the moment of – until the doctors pronounced him dead. Just go to this one bar uh, and drink there. And it's something oh, yeah. where like some women came up to dancing and they're like, oh my god, dancing, can we get a picture? Can we get a picture? And dancing gets off the bar stool and immediately they start laughing because of how short dancing is. He's little. He's a tiny little guy. He's like my – he's smaller than I, – I met him once. I think at an MTV thing or something. Yeah. He was little. Um. And then, or maybe I just saw him on TV when he had that huge hit. Yeah. Mother 93. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would be another yeah, good I wouldn't have met cover. Him. Track I 93 on that CD. I had that CD. <laughs> See, I, I, don't, I don't think I met him. I think I saw him. Yeah. No, maybe I didn't. No, I don't know. Saw him uh, mowing his lawn once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great, great guy, I yeah. would imagine. So yeah. Danzig stands up. The women immediately start laughing and talking about how short he is. Danzig, furious, because this is not his brand. Right, he's a he's a he's he's the son of the devil or whatever. His brand is that he's the guy who's too intense to be in the misfit. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Danzig storms out, and then uh, Levy starts laughing and says, ah, "I never get tired of that." <laughs> uh-huh. 
Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Co. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. We've got a sponsor on this week's program, our friends at Chubba Dubs, Chubbies. <laughs> yeah, they're called Chubbies, but we call them Chubba Dubs. Yeah, Chubbies is too much of a mouthful for us. Yeah, and hey, um, of course, you know, you've heard us talk about Chubbies on the show before. You know, they make great swimsuits. Oh, yeah. Great um, shorts. But. Polos. If you want to stay cozy this fall. They've got a new outerwear collection. Oh, pullovers, zip-ups, vests. To keep you warm and looking fresh. And it's all wind-resistant and made with 100% woven nylon. It's super soft and warm. We got polar fleece, and it's water-resistant, too. Uh, Yeah, so that's Chubby's. If you want to check out those swimsuits or that outerwear, you go to chubbies.com slash JJGo, and you get free two-day shipping. That's Chubby's. C-H-U-B-B-I-E-S dot com slash J-J Go to get your chubbies in just two business days. Chubbies dot com slash J-J Go. I want to mention. Please. I have a vintage store Mm -hmm. called the Put This On Shop. And we have added so many amazing things uh, for fall and winter. Uh, Right now I'm really into belt buckles. That's something I'm very Mm -hmm. into. I'm also into awards and prizes, like mm, silver. Sure. I got this tug-of-war medal that I put on a necklace chain. So it's a pretty small tug-of-war medal uh, from England from the early 20th century, uh, maybe the late 19th century, uh, that I got when I was over in England. Uh, there are so many cool new things uh, in the Put This On shop. And I think that no matter who you are, you will find a perfect gift for someone special or for yourself at PutThisOnShop.com. And you can get... Free shipping on almost everything in the store with the code Tuppies. Tuppies, T-U-P-P-I-E-S at PutThisOnShop.com. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And uh, Lisa, you can introduce yourself. I'm, I'm sure Lisa Loeb. You. Yeah. You can friend. make friend. Yeah. Really and nice. friend. That's nice. Yeah. I like it. From and now friend. on, I'm going to claim to be friends with Lisa Loeb, just so you know. Lisa. And friend. Yeah, no, you can. We have an agreement now. Yeah. If I see you on TV, if I hear you on the radio, I'm going to say, oh, yeah, that's my friend. Yeah. Jesse, you, you have to make agreements like that awesome. because that's happened to me before where I go – like I met an actor who I thought I knew because I talked to him in a parking lot when I was shooting <laughs> a film, the same film he was shooting and another actor friend was there. We were all talking together. So in my mind, we had a conversation in the parking lot. Like yeah. we com- conversed right. for a sure. while. We're friends. Like, sure. oh, if I see him on TV, I might even call him by his first name. Oh, there's Adam, my friend. And then I and then I saw him again, in, like on a school tour here in Los Angeles. And his wife, who I didn't realize was his wife, introduced me to him, and he said, "Oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm so and so." And I just sort of felt so embarrassed. Well, I was very. Impressed. I think I told him. I think I said to him, "I thought we were friends." <laughs> <laughs> I was. I, I was do? very impressed. You and I met like six years ago at a public radio program directors conference. I think we were about to meet Kyra's doll. Yeah, but he wasn't mm, at the party. Yeah. 
that experience of going to the public radio program directors conference for me, yeah. where, you know, is very important in my career, very difficult, mm. very unpleasant. So I'm standing in a reception. I'm looking around at these people and I'm thinking, these people don't want to talk to me. Uh, they actively don't want to talk mm-hmm. to me because they know that I'm just there to get them to carry my radio show. I'm miserable. You know, I'm trying to figure out a way out of it. I'm, I'm looking for uh, the woman who produces on the media, who's my favorite person to hang out with at that because she swears a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Her name's Katya. Um, so I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. What am I going to do? Roman Mars isn't even here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> it looks like fucking Lisa Loeb over there. Is that Lisa Loeb over there? When I'm like... Well, fuck it. I don't want to talk to these people. I'm going to go talk to Lisa Loeb. Mm-hmm. Lisa Loeb was very nice, hosting a children's public radio program at the yes, time. Yes, yes. Also doing the same thing. Yeah. Trying to talk to people. But I didn't, it, it was it was fun because I sort of am a weird public radio groupie. So. Ah. Not groupie. I just listen to it all the time. Who did you want Who did you want to meet at the public radio conference? Kai Rizal. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants I, to meet I don't Rizal. even know what he's talking about, but he sounds so happy about His fucking certitude things. is astastonishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, there, there guy, would be a lot of people. That guy knows how to kill someone. That guy was a career naval officer. That gives a whole other dimension to him. Yeah. He was uh, briefly, I believe, he was a naval SEAL, Navy SEAL, and then he was in the communications in the Navy for, for a wow. while. But Yeah. He's, he is like extraordinarily – like he gained his certitude through knowing that he can kill anyone that he's talking to. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. I just thought he seemed like this super, super smart guy. He's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm really smart. Yeah. I saw him host an event at one of those things, and I had always thought – this must be an act. Like, Kai Rizdal's got to be faking this. Uh, like, there's 700 producers on that show. They just give him some stuff, and he yeah. says it really clearly and emphatically. And the, and Handsomely. Like, he sounds handsome on the radio. He does, and he is a handsome mm-hmm. man. I heard he is. I didn't even see his face. And this mm-hmm. son of a bitch did, hosted a panel, and it was the worst panel I've ever seen. Every person on this panel, whoever put this panel together did a horrible job. Every person on this panel is a disaster. They're so boring. The subject matter is boring. Fucking Kai Rizdal just put that panel on his back and carried it through. <laughs> like I'm sure he did one of his fallen comrades at Iwo Jima. <laughs> like it was astonishing like the, how good at that shit fucking Kai Rizdal is. But I was very excited to meet you, Lisa. Well, it was nice to meet you yeah. too. And I listened to your show. So there you Thank go. You. Yeah. Kit, you know, I know you and Jesse have a, have, a, have a thing where you're going to, you know, if you hear him on the radio or something, you're going to say, oh, there's my friend. You can also do that. Can I request something a little different? Uh, I don't know. Let's see what that is. So here, so if you, you know, I mean, I'm not on the radio a lot, but if you know something happens and you know, you know, you're with people and I come up, you could, would you please say, "Oh, that's my enemy," and then not explain it because I think that'll help my mystique. Oh yeah, and yeah. I don't have really enemies. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't help both say of us. it. I wouldn't say it. Yeah, Jordan has just a kind of lo- narrow I'd your like, eyes. Oh, and, no, that's my enemy. Mm. Jordan has Ugh. a lot of problems with mystique, and I think you could really help him with this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, thank God. you. That would be great. Did and then, you hear about that guy? Oh, I can't gossip. Can I claim that we dated Jordan, briefly in the mid 1990s? Jordan and Lisa. Uh, I that might offend some other people that I actually did date right, one other yeah. person, but right. You, it, when people every once in a while somebody says to me, "Yeah, we went on a date in like 1995." I'm like that. It just that wouldn't have been possible, and I don't want to be rude. <laughs> I don't want to be rude, you know. Sure. But I, I, because I know there's some memories I have in my head that I know happened, 
but maybe they didn't happen. Right. Or people in high school, I thought it was a date. Maybe they were watching you on MTV while eating dates. Yeah. Yes. Then they're just, you know, memory gets yeah. a little fuzzy. Or, or it they could have been a date shake, having mm-hmm. one of those delicious date shakes oh, that sure. you can get I've out there. Those, yeah. date the strawberry Central and date Valley. Shake. Cabazon. Yeah, Cabazon. There you go. Yeah, That's where you get a, a good place shake. to get a yeah. date shake. Strawberry shakes. Well, when something shakes. momentous yeah. happens to you, like you That's go a on a shake. date with Lisa Loeb in the mid-1990s, she's happily married now. Her husband works in the music business. Yeah. Then we encourage you to call us for our segment, Momentous Occasions. The number to call, 206 906-984-4-FUN. Best thing to do, put it in your phone right now. You're probably listening on your phone. 206-984-4-FUN. Let's take our first call. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, Go. My name is Rachel, and I'm calling from beautiful Bucks County, Pennsylvania, with a momentous occasion. I would like to share that my 15-month-old Owen has started to walk. Owen was born with a little bit of a delay, and he has been receiving physical therapy every week since he was 11 months old. So I hope he's listening so I can tell him how proud I am of all his hard work, and I'm excited to see him be able to run around with his big brother, Elliot. Thanks, guys. So this is a really touching momentous mm-hmm. occasion. Sure. I do have a concern. That babies are listening? Yeah, that babies Don't may have been listening this whole listen. time. <laughs> this doesn't seem like a good thing for babies to listen no. to. Now, this has been an unusually, uh, I would say, charming and wholesome episode. Yeah. Um, you know, we started out talking about a cat dress. Right. I mean, it's only going to get... Pumpkins. Pumpkins. It's only going to get cuter from there. Right. But there have been some not-so-wholesome episodes of this epi- of this show uh, and I fear for that baby and the monster he will become. Yeah. They're yeah. trying to get their way. You know, to see yourself on TV for a moment waving as the camera goes by, <laughs> yeah. you know, on the Today Show or something, or mm-hmm. to, to just, you know, put your face in while a reporter is reporting something really serious, it just gives you that feeling that you're part of something big. Yeah. Right. I think that's happening. That's what the baby's trying to do? The baby, she's, she knows when this show's going to be on, and the baby's going to listen to that section of that show. Mm-hmm. Maybe she, maybe she's going to save it for him in like a time capsule. Ooh, oh, that would be nice. I love time capsules. They're so like, here's a little bit of your umbilical cord we saved, mm-hmm. and right. here's your bronzed booties. And did I mention on Jordan Desi go that uh, like? Oh, I just thought of it. Sorry, a new uh, business. No, model. please, sure. Oh, Instead of bronzed God. booties, it should be bronzed booty. People should start getting their <laughs> butt like turned into bronze. Oh wow! And then they should wow. f- put it on the. That would be like an amazing Lisa thing that, that you could get. Amazing. Can we make You're that You're a beloved business? children's entertainer. My wife hosts a smash hit parenting podcast. I think we can make this happen. Kickstarter.com. Call me. But okay. even for grown-ups, bronze booties. Mm, it's I would, creepy with grown-ups. I would. I mean, I, I would, would like. Are you kidding me? I would like that as an as a sensual gift from a lover. Really, a bronze yeah. booty. Yes. Oh my gosh! Would you like your butt or theirs? Their butt. Oh, no, okay. I don't want to touch my. But if they're like, here is here is my butt. Think of all the people who post pictures of their butt. Yes. On selfies on Instagram. You see that stuff all the time. You don't even mean to look at it. All of a sudden, there's like some. Why? Why are butts coming up on my would it, Instagram? Yeah. Would the hairs cause a problem? No, no, would no. The there bronzing would be no process. Yeah, no, no. It's more like would you we wax first? Yeah, and you get then a pre bronze wax, Jesse. Or Got maybe it. there's some. Or and maybe then it's a post bronze bronzer. Yeah. Or maybe it's like a coat of wax and then the bronze. Oh, but wouldn't that right, be amazing? Right. Bronze booty. 
Oh, yeah. so good. No, I like it. I mean, it could be a, a touching childhood memento or, <laughs> or like a sensual awesome... gift for a Maybe lover. the coat of wax is an extra $5 like the car wash. Yeah, <laughs> sure. it's, it's like the layer of frosting before they put the fondant on to keep make it smooth. You know, right. Throwing a little two, uh, two bucks extra, new butt smell. Yeah. <laughs> Get that little new butt smell in there. Oh, I would accept a butt job. made of fondant. Mm. That I would. That would be great, too. That an edible, I'm on board. But then edible you say bronze booty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry uh, that I messed up that one moment. No, where it's fine. The I mean, listening to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> you're f- you're full of great business ideas, yeah. and if there's one thing I love, it's making money. Mm-hmm. Sure, and I think uh, that's why I started this podcast. <laughs> you know, the one with no premise. <laughs> Cha-ching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got another call in that hopper. Yeah, I think so. Hi, JJ Go. Um, I have a momentous occasion to report. I was on a rather awkward date with a blue-haired girl who didn't want to talk. And so we were just walking around in silence, walking our dogs. And suddenly a fleet of about 15 recumbent bicycles blew past us. They all had flags hanging off of them and um, sort of whirly gig sort of thing spinning off, off the back. And they blazed past us. And we're in the south. This is not Santa Cruz. This is not Portland. So it was unexpected, to say the least. And after that, the not-talking blue-haired girl invited me back to her car to smoke and then back to her house. So overall, pretty momentous occasion. Thank you for coming bicycle. Have a good day. Are we attributing false causality here? Sure, yeah. I think the way in the way in this guy is telling the story – Recumbent bike equals horny, (laughs) which I'm not sure that. I mean, I think you could make an argument for recumbent bike equals want to smoke marijuana. Sure, those things certainly seem to. I would believe a relationship between. Because I would imagine as the recumbent bikes go by, you get a whiff of marijuana because (laughs) the people riding them have or are smoking marijuana. Yeah. So I kept thinking the blue-haired girl was like his way of saying she was an old lady. I was wondering that in the too. Olden yeah, days. And then I thought a, she was a puppet. I don't know why. She, <laughs> I kept imagining her as like a muppet and of course she was yeah, like a girl Grover was, type. He was like waiting for her to talk and he didn't realize like he was in charge of her talking. Oh yeah, he's mm-hmm. like I need to do this. I oh oh to. oh, it's me. I'm the puppeteer. Have you so ever any brothers and sisters? <laughs> have you ever had what are you watching bike? on TV right now? Just Lisa, like have talk. you ever had unnaturally colored hair? Yes, I have. Actually, that's funny. My daughter and I were talking about that just the Whoa. other day in our car on the way to school. A lot she of convergences said, on this we, show. We see a lot of people with, with different color hair. And, and I said, when I was a kid, if you had different color hair, that was like a crazy thing. Sure. It wasn't just like any kid now in school or grandmothers. They have pieces of different color hair and no, it's just like, normal. Like, like you should, mohawks, It's like a normal thing. Mohawks are for jocks now somehow. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I said mohawks. If you had a mohawk, that was like seriously crazy. Or if you're, even if your hair was in your face, that was like, oh sure. my gosh, if you're a boy. But at all the, at all the little kids, they all have you know different color hair. So I did. I had... I was kind of goth at some moment. I think I had my hair dyed black at some point. Do you remember what year? What what year would this have been? Pe- well, what was peak goth for Lisa? Lowe? Well, I did some Halloween goth. Like I would, mm-hmm. compl- but I would really commit to it. Like in high school, like nineteen eighty four, eighty five, eighty six, and then I think in college, like in the late eighties, I think freshman year, there was some maybe black hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then also after college, there was some, you know, the band Delight, like Groove is in the Heart? Sure. That kind of post-New Wave 
club look where I, I was going to dye my hair bleach blonde, but it hurt too much to get the roots. So they mm. had to pour um, Sprite on my head because that helps the <laughs> bleach thing. Really? And we did it sort of an orange color. When you say they, you mean the band Delight? Oh, God, that would be cool. No. Mm, yeah. It was not Lady Miss Keir. Got it. It was, uh, it was Richard it's, Haler. It was it's a guy incredible. named Richard Haler who's got a wonderful salon in, in Dallas who's, <laughs> who's British. And he, I said, you've got to do my hair bleach blonde. I want it really like that white, white blonde. And he said, I don't do that. I can't do that. And he was British. I was like, please just do it. He's like, I can't do it. And then finally he agreed. He's like, but don't tell anyone I did this. Because <laughs> he didn't want to be don't known. Don't tell as, anyone that I poured Sprite on your head. <laughs> well, he wanted, he didn't want it. But so it ended up mm. being this kind of like red, new wave sort of clubby hair. But I did have purple hair also at some point, which Another hairdresser said, we have got to get rid of that. My right mom. before I shot a video for – oh, photo shoot for my first album, Tales. My uh, mother's – a good, good friend of my mother who was her hairdresser for many, many years. He recently retired. Mm-hmm. Became her hairdresser because he had a shop on 16th Street in San Francisco where I grew up, which at the time that I was growing up there in the mid-1980s was a pretty salty neighborhood. And one of the things that they did was really intense punk rock haircuts. And he had a colleague whose thing was, and later it like appeared, he moved to New York and started doing it on the street uh, and appeared in like fashion magazines doing this, was he would, uh, you just gave him the money ahead of time, uh, then he would drop acid, you would come back, and <laughs> he was allowed to do anything. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'd get one of those. No, did you have different color hair? No, I've never really done anything that weird with my hair. I had a couple weeks where I had cornrows in high school. Oh, that's really weird. No, that you account- didn't. Yeah, really? that makes totally. up for amazing. everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's extreme. But I could, I could tell that my. What style was that? Like, was that associated with a certain band or a trip you took to Mexico? No, I think I just I had a, I definitely had a period in high school. Let's call it high school, uh-huh. where I just wanted to be a look at me goofball. I just like wanted to, you know, I just like, I, I think, you know, something I point to a lot on this show is like, I wore bowling shoes a lot and right, carried, right. you know, didn't have a backpack. I had a bowling bag and like, right. you know, alternative. Sure, yeah. But not like goth alternative, but not just like, like in any kind different. of, but not in any kind of like, not associating with any kind of subculture, just like, general goofball. Well, right, I think right. the subculture of theater club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess like theater asshole for sure is 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 one of those. Like um, a mascotty feel, but a little bit mascot, something totally different. Yeah. A little humorous, tongue in cheek. Uh, a female friend worked at Hot Dog on a Stick and I wore her oh. Hot Dog on a Stick uniform to school a couple of times. Oh, that's which really good for, colors. Uh, woman. Yeah. yeah, those mm-hmm. are good. Uh, those are good colors. Looks great on me too. It's kind of a new wave thing, even though it wasn't new wave era. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, it, neo, neo new wave, I called it. And what do kids do now though? Because all that stuff is everywhere. Yeah, You can I get that stuff at like Target now. <clears throat> that's what I was going to say about the posters earlier, the things hanging on the wall about the Gene Autry Museum. It was this pink color was the background and it made me want to go to the Autry Museum because I love that color pink so much. <laughs> my second album, Firecracker, oh, which was actually the one that I had my hair dyed back brown okay. for the firecracker from the purple. Um, that pink color, it's a salmony pink, and I love it so much. And now it's called Millennium Pink. Millennial and every, Pink. Millennial like pink, and everything pink. is pink. You go sure. into Target, you go to Ikea, everything is that pink. And so I have this weird feeling about it, like, but, but that was my... But the pink is the, the reason pink. the chain it, restaurants are closing, right? That it, you, but you know what I mean? Like, they took my... Right color that you used know to be what? hard to find i'm sick and tired of you gen xers blaming us millennials sure. for stealing your culture you stole my pink and you mm-hmm. <laughs> i used to have a refrigerator that color 
I had to get it custom painted. They probably sell those now. You can probably just get a refrigerator custom painted. I know. It, whatever. I guess if you are a kid who wants to be a, I mean, I guess it's probably regional too. You know, I bet if you, you know, if you live in a like, you know, middle of the country type place, it's a little easier to freak out squares because there's probably true. still squares. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what a, like a modern urban young person does to. Because you can get like – I've been with rock musicians walking down the street or even going to a concert or yeah. your own concert walking back to the venue through people going to your concert and seeing the people who are going to the concert dressed in their rock wear. And mm-hmm. there's so much more rock than like the musicians. Yeah, yeah. Someone tried to sell me a ticket to my own show once. I was walking back from taking a walk. <laughs> like, you want a ticket to Lisa Loeb? I was like, uh, it's okay. I already got one. This guy who has the $5 bootleg yeah. version of your T-shirt to yeah, sell you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I bet, I bet if you are a, you know, if you're a young kid, you go to your, you know, your parents send you to a cool private school, you know, your name's pistol or whatever. You just wear fucking slacks. You wear a nice Navy blazer. Right. And you, you, you have a Bible that you pop open periodically. I think the Bible is what gets you. And then people are like, whoa. Yeah. All you got to do is, uh, all you got to do to get that Bible is just stay in a Motel 6 once and you're set. <laughs> sure. You know, I I I think that's a I I think we could figure out a way to to freak out some squares at yeah. the at the Mount Washington Elementary School where mm-hmm. my children go. I think we could come up with something, but it would definitely involve a pressed chino. Oh yeah, sure. Flat front or or like uh, what are those pleats? Pleat front. Pleats. Belt right. a belt. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and maybe, maybe one of those some loafers. braided belts. A braided belt. Braided belt would be good. I think like a like an Alex P. Keaton situation. Oh sure. I think that's how you would do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a prescriptivist. I'm not going to tell you that you have to make your children dress up like Alex P. Keaton to freak out the squares. I'm just saying it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think about that because when you're a kid and you want to be different, it's it's sort of nice to be someplace where everybody's different. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be hard, though. I think like. Uh, uh, Lisa, I think you are lucky that your uh, brand still feels appropriate. I think the real challenge for a musician is about the fact that uh, when you are in middle age, if your brand at 27 was Marilyn Manson or something with cornrows. Sure. It's really You're thinking of corn. Yeah. 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 Like, do you have to continue to do that thing in well, public? Because you end up being Axl Rose, right? Mm-hmm. Like the you're if you're lucky, you're Rob Halford and you have an iconic you have an a, an absurd iconic sure. outfit. Larger than life. If you're Angus Young, mm-hmm. you can just wear Angus Young stuff forever because you're an you're a cartoon character when but you're on you stage. But would you wear that to, on stage? It's on stage. Yeah, on stage. But I think you know, if you're Alice Cooper, maybe uh, but like, if yeah, you're, Alice has to wear that outfit on stage. But if you're in corn, what do you wear you when you're have 54? To, if you are a hostess at his sports bar in Arizona, you also have to wear that outfit. Yeah, wait, I haven't been to his place in Arizona. Do oh, you really? It's fucking great. Yeah, the hostess have I to should... wear the makeup, and they don't like it. Oh wow, <laughs> it's great. I, should, I, I need to go to Arizona. I haven't been there in a while. Yeah, my oh. favorite thing in Phoenix, Alice Cooper's restaurant. Yeah. I was there for six hours once. Oh, Lisa, I, have you ever thought about I love all... Alice Cooper? He's, you... he's a. He, I'm friendly with Alice Cooper. Oh, nice, sweet. It's okay. You can, say, you can say you're friends. Friends with, with Alice Cooper. Cool. I'm not like fr- I'm not going to call him up on the phone, but if I see him, he'll say, "How's your dad?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's a sweet guy. It sounds yeah, he's like very sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you ever thought about? I mean, your new album uh, has the uh, is a collection of uh, lullabies, mostly um, covers. 
Ad- an adult themed, lo- not yeah, adult themed. I know lullabies. it's not like adult, adult themed. toned sure. lullabies. Exactly. Well, it's weird. I, it was funny. I, I thought in the middle of the night, I thought of the phrase "pull up the covers" because it's mostly covers. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. oh, that should be in the press release. Yeah. Um, and there's two original songs on there, but I made it with this guy Larry Goldings, um, who plays with John Mayer now. Um, but Larry's a jazz pianist, and we had been trying to make some standards for a while. We did something years ago, uh, Life is Just a Bowl of Cherries. We wanted to do something like that, and Amazon, who I've been working with, putting my records out, um, wanted me to do a lullabies record. And I think initially they were thinking it was more like Rockabye Baby and that kind of songs, like mm-hmm. old-timey Rockabye Baby. And as we got to thinking about the songs, we, we started thinking about the wordplay of, ooh, songs like Be My Baby or Ooh, Child, Um and then mix that in with some songs that we had been working on already, like The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow. Uh, and then Rich Jacks, who was one of the producers on the record, said, oh, what about, you know, Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow? And then it became just some of our favorite songs from different eras. Yeah, there's a couple of the songs. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some songs. You don't, you don't change that much about Ooh Child aesthetically. <laughs> no, that, that didn't change a lot. But there are a few of the songs uh, like Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow, which is not in its original conception a lullaby. Yeah, you couldn't figure it out. It was originally yeah. conceived as a campaign theme for Bill Clinton. Bill, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and a saxophone. Um, yeah, no. That, that's all I can think about when I hear that song. If initially, I was like, I, I don't really want to do a Fleetwood Mac song because they kind of scare me and... Their songs are really witchy. Because they're uh, so intimidating? They're, yeah, they're, they're witchy. <laughs> they're just witchy. <laughs> I like Tusk. I think the Muppets did a version of Tusk once. And I love Mick Fleetwood. But, I, but, but anyway, we started doing the song and we completely reapproached it in a different way. It sounds almost like a Sesame Street song kind of song. Uh, but yeah, we reapproached all these other songs and then realized it's not really a kid's record. There's no kid's songs on it. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's was... more like the olden days. Like when I was little... You would listen to record. Your parents would listen to records, or there'd be things on, and you'd be like, "Oh, I like that. I'm a. Ki- I happen to be a kid, and I like that. And I think this is like that." Yeah, I mean, the thing that surprised me was you've made a you've made a wonderful second career or side career of making yeah. great kids music, and sometimes it's really sometimes it's kind of cute and funny in addition to being uh, pretty. Uh, the, right. The, yeah, it's fun to joke around, sing about disappointing pancakes and yeah. <laughs> feelings. That's a fun one, that yeah. pancake yeah. one. But uh, they, is it money because the shape doesn't come out? It's just not very good for breakfast for dinner. Yeah, but, but it turns out it's very good at other things. It's not so disappointing after all. Just like you and me. But this situation is more like, I mean, we're talking more like uh, jazz drums in an organ type situation. Yeah, no, this is more like you're just listening to a jazz record. Not a jazz record because it's not, it, it doesn't go all over the place, but it's a standards record with a little bit of a different approach leaning towards lullaby. I really enjoyed it. And I can tell you this, picked up my son, my wife's out of town in uh, New York as we record this, uh, doing a One Bad Mother show. And uh, I went and picked up my three-year-old from preschool just after lunch. He was acting a little crazy. He was a little out of control. I said to myself, this kid is kind of bonkers. I think he's going to need to take a nap. We try and avoid right. a midday nap because, mm. uh, you know, uh, then he's up. It's, it's a whole fucking He likes day. Cheetos. We're not going to get into the <laughs> whole. But uh, I was like, you know, I, I'm going to listen to this Lisa Loeb album, see if it works. Yeah, confirmed. Nap time? Yeah. Nap it's city? beautiful and functional, like wow. a like a high quality piece of furniture. And cool. I'm super into grown ups napping too. I actually took a nap before I came here. Oh. I did After too. being in the pumpkin patch all day, I said, Oh my yeah. god, I can't even keep my eyes open. You got the pumpkin sleepies. Oh, I was so tired. The the yeah, the 
the sweet multicolored popcorn yeah. sleepies. I can't even so think tired. about pumpkin patches. It, my only experience with one of those cut your own pumpkin patches was in Half Moon Bay, this kind of foggy town south of San Francisco. When I was four, I was in preschool. But right. I remember this. This is one of my only things that I remember very vividly from that age. Sounds like too young to be exposed to pumpkins. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. You really shouldn't um, be listening to pumpkins. Yeah, that don't, age. don't, was, parents, don't let your infants listen to this show or be around gourds. I'm just going to say gourds. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, but my friend Evan Larson, mm-hmm. uh, my who's my friend to this day, but my friend from uh, preschool. He tried to, as a four-year-old tr- at the pumpkin patch, tried to climb over a barbed wire fence oh, oh, boy. and uh, cut himself so badly that he had to be, like, in the hospital. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, like, what – like, every time you've said pumpkin, pumpkin patch, patch, that's, like – You think about it as, like, barbed wire. Like, please, let's, can we, wire, can we, we talk it. about apple picking? Please. Oh, I got – yeah. When we went to we went to a cut your own Christmas tree place and I got attacked by a jackal. So, <laughs> Is that I have a mythical kind of a similar, creature? No, no, no. But uh, you know, you could probably put its head on an eagle and have <laughs> to some be sort fair, of fucking nightmare. Cutting your own Christmas tree is a weird activity on a Saharan safari. And I'm Jewish, so no, yeah. oh, boy. Yeah. We don't so. cut our own menorahs, or <laughs> you go to the menorah, the menorah <laughs> the farm factory and yeah. pick potatoes. Yeah, these these pumpkins, by the way, I thought they were all fake. I thought in my mind, I'm like, they are all just sitting on top of the ground, and kids go and they pick up the pumpkin sure. and they, you leave, and they're all the smaller ones that came with the school field trip. But my son and I were looking, and we did notice that some were actually growing on vines from the ground. Yeah. So I don't know if that was originally where they grew those pumpkins, or they, they moved them in. over. Yeah. I don't know. Is it a uh... Is it a sportscaster's hair situation where there's right. some original hair and some that like has magnetic been... hair? Right, yeah. yeah. Like from those little some things you draw with yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you get a good pumpkin? We got two great pumpkins, one for my son, two small ones. Okay. I, I'm going to get the real ones at the grocery store. No offense. They're just cheaper there. Sure. No, that's, that's I mean, that's just cost conscious. It, it really is. We got to get the some, big ones. You're going to do some carving? Oh, I love carving pumpkins. I got to tell you, <laughs> I, I, it used to be a really big deal, and it still is, but now I just wait till that day, and I make two cat pumpkins. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Triangle eyes, yeah. take the eyes, stick them on the head with toothpicks. Oh, yeah. Quick whiskers. I just do it really quickly with a knife. <sighs> yeah. That sounds Roast like- up the seeds. Yeah. Then we put out our huge Star Wars uh, Halloween extravaganza. You have a Star Wars Halloween extravaganza? What is that? It's crazy. We, my husband's obsessed. And we have Jabba the Hutt. We've got uh, who do we have? We have we have R two D two C three PO, Darth Vader. Uh, I feel like we have Yoda. Yeah. Uh, and Are I remember they... he was gone one year, and I was like, I can't put, I can't put these rob <laughs> these robots. I can't put these. I can't put R two D two next to Jabba. Right? They need to be. I just wanted to make sure I strategically was placing them in the right place. Sure. I kind of want to secretly put a Hello Kitty one out there. I bet there's a Hello Kitty Star Wars. But no, we have a whole Star Wars theme. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sounds cool. Do you – does he do this because – I wish we could just have him up all year round. I'm not trying to be flippant here, but it's not a particularly Star Wars-oriented – Right. Holiday. I was going to ask: Are the Star Wars characters also dressed as things? No, they're yeah, they're dressed. Up, they're in costume as no. themselves. They're, they're just wearing that. those kind of plastic bib yeah. costumes <laughs> right. of themselves. That. Yeah, I should put them in costume. Mm. You can make Darth Vader dress up as Thor, oh, or like really Evil Knievel. Sure, yeah. 
evil yeah. Knievel. And then or we can, a hobo, like, line just like a, a classic Halloween costume. Yeah. You know, yeah, it doesn't have to be something witch. pop culture. Something yeah. traditional. Just put a white sheet over it. Yeah. But Halloween for me is all about tradition. Mm, sure. Classic hobo, Star Wars figures. The reason for the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cat, jack-o'-lanterns. Mm-hmm. That Reese's cat thing, that's, I mean, that... That is brilliant because you because they're because the jack lantern eyes would make some yeah. cute little cat ears exactly and then I do Shit, I usually do good. some extra extra uh, sometimes I do some extra holes around it so there's more light coming out yeah do yeah. you well when I was in elementary school the twins at my school mm-hmm. Abe and Josh Bingham their parents would put on a gargantuan uh, pumpkin carving party at their With house knives yeah right there on Shotwell Street. Oh my gosh! Uh, uh, and um, the kids downstairs carving pumpkins. Grown-ups, keys in the bowl. Everybody upstairs. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and the thing that I remember being uh, jealous of was that they always had a ton of special pumpkin carving knives. Mm. Oh, those kind with a pumpkin handle, handle, sure, and a little nose, and they're serrated, but they're skinny. They had those at the pumpkin patch today. Oh, Sorry, yeah. I said pumpkin again. It's fine. And they had Sorry. a drill too. You could drill holes in the pumpkin and a make drill. it kind of like a Christmas those Christmas paper bag things with the hole. You know how what are those things called? I uh, know what you mean. Yeah, you know, like a, like a little light, like a lanterny light thing, Gosh, like a papel picado. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, papel picado. Yeah, I think what that's what that mean? that's called. Paper with it? holes in it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, and it's got the little candle in it. But yeah. so they had a drill. They had a pumpkin drill and a pumpkin scraper and all that. Is that oh. the same? Kit? Yeah, and they have the special, th- and their pumpkin scraper is shaped like a fucking pumpkin, yeah. and it's got like little serrated sides. Oh, we just it's use a perfect spoon. for scraping. I told oh, my, my son God. we couldn't have it. I said we don't we don't need that. We just use a regular spoon. You don't need a whole separate pumpkin. I thing. felt like my dad. I'm like, we don't need a, a pumpkin carver. Well, you're well, we use a knife. Get some use out of it. You Let's can use just like use it as tableware later in the year, right? You're yeah. down to earth. Just because you're friends with Alice Cooper and <laughs> Jesse Thorne from Public Radio doesn't mean that you, you need to be all fancy mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. scoop pumpkins with a spoon. Look, you can scoop pumpkins w- uh, with a spoon. Just Your like, hands. Just like a, sure. Like a regular Joe. Like yeah. ha- before the pilgrims celebrated the first <laughs> Halloween, they didn't have knives shaped <laughs> like pumpkins. No, sir. All they had was smallpox-infested blankets. Yeah. And corn cobs. And yeah. corn cobs. And corn cobs. The scariest of the vegetables. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. Hello, I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher, hosts of MaximumFun.org's Ono, Ross, and Carrie. We wanted to tell you the good news that our podcast is now weekly. Yeah, weekly. On Ono, Ross, and Carrie, we don't make extraordinary claims. We investigate them. We go undercover with fringe religious groups, investigate paranormal claims, and participate in pseudoscientific medical treatments and report our findings to you. In a time where alternative facts reign supreme, we cut through the murky spin to give you the real deal on topics like UFOs, the anti-vaccination, movement, Scientology, and even apocalyptic churches. We're even undercover for some very exciting investigations right now. Well, not right now, right now. Yeah, that would be unwise. That's Ono, Ross, and Carrie at MaximumFun.org. We show up so you don't have to. Are you sad and confused about world politics? Worried about the upcoming inevitable nuclear war? Or maybe a rat is living in your house. There's a rat living in my house. How do you get rid of a rat from a house? 
Why not immerse yourself in a completely fictional, imagined podcast for the beef and dairy industries? It works for me. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the number one podcast for those involved, or just interested, in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. Don't worry, it's funnier than it sounds. Find us at beefanddairynetwork.com or maximumfun.org, or wherever you get your podcast from. Oh god, there's the rat! Oh god! It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Lisa Loeb, and friend. Lisa, what a joy it's been to have you on the program. Thank you so much. It's been so fun to be on the program. I want to go eat some pumpkin. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Uh, no. Now I'm thinking of barbed wire injuries. I know. Because I'm, I'm very empathetic. You guys know that about me. I'm an empath. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you this can make is, things float too. This mm-hmm. is probably why we've been an doing empathetic telepath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is probably why we've empathetic. been doing uh, Jordan Jesse Go the last ten years, right? Sorry. Telekinesis, I know, is levitating. Tele- telepathy is mind reading. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Right. Sorry, I was just yeah. um I was anticipating some X Men related corrections coming down, <laughs> coming down on Twitter when this drops. Anyway, sorry. I'm more into teleconferencing. Oh, that's nice with Cisco Telepresence. Yeah. Oh, good. Exactly. That's my favorite company. <laughs> I think you know we've been. I think we've ever since we had our 500th episode, mm-hmm. Jordan. Yeah. We've been talking what a ride. about what a ride. We've been talking about why are we here? Mm-hmm. Why have we done this? Sure. Uh, why have we s- thrown so much of our lives down this hole? Mm-hmm. And I think the I answer call it a pit, is. Go ahead. I, I think the answer <laughs> is uh, so that on episode five hundred and four or mm-hmm. whatever this is, uh, we could learn that uh, I'm allowed to say I'm friends with Lisa Loeb, and I'm her enemy. Yeah. And and this is great. She's my enemy. Yeah. I don't. That know. was really convincing, by the way. I really was Thank sensing you. that. Thank you. We were locked in some sort of combat. Anyway, I don't. I don't know if you know this, Jordan, but yeah. our, our friend Dave Shumka, mm-hmm. uh, the host of Stop Podcasting Yourself, which is also celebrating its 500th episode, um, he and I often will because we're uh, similar guys with similar outlooks on life mm-hmm. and similar places in our lives. We'll often have these coincidental things come up on the show, and then someone, <laughs> someone, uh, Dave will talk about something on Stop Podcasting mm-hmm. Yourself, and somebody will be tweeting at me, oh, Dave just talked about the ants getting into his house, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, I just want Dave to know uh, that one of, the, one of the things that has been coincidental in our lives is we both had adolescent crushes on Lisa Loeb, I just want him to know that I'm friends with her and he's not. So, <laughs> oh, Dave, that, we Dave. went to religious school together. Oh, no, God damn it. There you go. No, 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 yeah. I'm just kidding. God I damn it. Shumka beat met. me again. We, we Shumka, you'd love Dave Shumka. Great guy. Graham Clark. Anyway, Lisa's new album is I hear called... he reads the mean Torah. Yeah, he oh. sure does. Lisa's new album is called Lullaby Girl. Uh, you can get it uh, on Amazon. And I'm telling you, I mean, I said this sort of jokingly at the beginning, but... Um, uh, I have uh, Amazon Prime. I'm not bragging. It's just mm. kind of my lifestyle. It's like a lifestyle thing. It, have, it kind of is. Sure. I have the Amazon Prime subscription. So t- two days two days shipping is free for basically anything I want in the world, as long as I'm willing to punish a few warehouse workers. <laughs> and uh, one of the things it comes with is uh, you can get that Amazon Music app, and there's tons of music that you can stream for free. And one of the things that you can stream for free is Lisa's new album, which is uh, a joy. Thank you. So go give it a listen. And then if you like it, you can buy it so that uh, Lisa gets to take home some of your money. Yeah, like a couple of cents. Yeah. And you can go see Lisa and you can go see uh Lisa out on the road, whether she's performing for adults or children, it will be a joy either 
way. It really will. And you can just check out lisaloeb.com because I go lots of different places. Yeah. Yeah. Where there is wildlife randomly running by. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And possibly you might see some animatronic backup singers soon. Yeah. So if you have some anachronistic beasts in your town, check out lisaloeb.com. She's probably coming there. You know what I think would be nice? <laughs> hmm. Do you remember years and years ago on Jordan Jesse Go, uh, I became obsessed with a toy on the Antiques Roadshow, mm-hmm. uh, a pole pig mm-hmm. called Chompers the yep. Power Pig. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think Chompers would make a great member of Lisa's band. Mm, sure, sure. I think Chompers mm. could do this. He's, he's perfect. I didn't. I got Maybe it. Chompers as Lisa Loeb. <laughs> Throw some glasses on there. Yeah, I have an eyewear line. You just wear a pair of glasses. Yeah. Just look like me. I would, this, is, this is maybe going to break pink, both right? your hearts, but I did not mention this about the concert I went to. Oh, Chompers. Playing bass for Megadeth. Oh, <laughs> gee whiz. Yeah. He is more extreme. He's a little more on the extreme side of things. Yeah. Um, very just technical, personality very technical wise. bass playing. Too. He's virtuosic. I mean, mm-hmm. like, one of the things is, is like, if your dad says, turn that noise off, you can say, he's virtuosic. He can play, like, you know, show, show me Les Paul playing this fast. Sure. You can tell your father mm-hmm. when he tells you that uh, <laughs> metal's not music, mm-hmm. only jazz is music. Yeah. Say, well, I'd like to see Les Paul play this fast as Chomper is the power Yeah. Pick. 1985, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 1985, 1985 Dad, we'll get dad. you. <laughs> Casey O'Brien on the boards for this week's program. Our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. You can join us on Twitter with the hashtag JJGo. Jordan is at Jordan underscore Morris. I am at Jesse Thorne. And Lisa, you're at Lisa Loeb, right? Yeah, LisaLoeb.com. It's a good follow. Yeah, that's a good follow. I agree. You'll find out what's going on with my friend Lisa Loeb. Um, and uh, yeah, you can join us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com. Always a good Jordan Jesse Go chat there. Uh, on any given episode, a lot of fun going on on their Reddit, mm-hmm. and uh, you can join the Maximum Fun group on Facebook, where there is always a lively discussion of things that are going on. I bet that by now, someone has already taken the clip of Chompers the Power Pig on Antiques Roadshow and um, matched it up with one of the hit oh, yeah. songs from Peace oh, yeah. <laughs> Sells, but who's buying? You yeah. should put yeah, see if you can fit one of those Chompers the Pig <laughs> on one of my songs, and you could put it on. The official Lisa Loeb Facebook page. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, accept no substitutes. Don't just put it on any Lisa Loeb Facebook pages. There's a lot of bootlegs out there. Go put it on the official Facebook page. We're sick and tired of this bullshit we've had to put up with, with people putting up fake Lisa Loeb. Whole... Hold. Sometimes it says uh, Lisa Loeb, known for her work with Lisa Loeb and Nin Stories. Like no, that's that's not the real Lisa Loeb. Yeah, it's it's. I did actually the first. I was one. Of, I I started my Twitter right when it came out. What tw- I don't know how many years ago that was. Like ten, twelve yeah. years ago, and I I made my name on Twitter Lisa Loeb number four real Lisa Loeb for real. Because that way people would know it was real. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure, right. you know, a few years later I had to sure. change it because it sounded so fake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, I think it would be good. Uh, it would help people know that you're real and help people know <laughs> that you're hosting an early 90s dance music show on MTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Trump is – that's what his is called, right? Trump he's, for real? He's, yeah, right, yeah. I think yeah. he's like the real Donald Trump. I well, think that was what is. his high energy act was mm-hmm. oh, called Trump for real. Mm. Um, it was him and one of the weather girls. <laughs> uh, she did the vocals. He did the beats. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, though. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.